Hunting boots are a critical component of any successful hunt. Whether walking a short distance to your blind or trudging miles through rugged terrain, your feet are carrying the load. Without the right boots, you could give up early and lose out on that trophy just over the ridge. At Midway USA, we make selecting boots for your next hunt easier. With just a few clicks of a mouse, you can decide on what's important, like waterproofing, insulation, size, width, and savings. For just about everything for shooting, hunting, and the outdoors, check out MidwayUSA.com. Fishing like a local isn't just about catching fish. It's about connecting with the environment and the people who call it home. It's about hearing the stories and traditions that have been passed down for generations and sharing unforgettable moments with the people you meet along the way. Fishing like a local is having an experience that stays with you forever. And with Fishing Booker, you can experience it too, no matter where you are. Discover your next adventure on Fishing Booker. This episode is brought to you by the Windstopper, sometimes called the Medieval Shield. At just 25 pounds, you can prevent getting blown off ridges and messy hair. Check it out at windstopper.com. Uh, hey everybody, this is Derek, and with me today is the only man who goes so lightweight, He's, he uses toothpaste as ranch dressing as well, Carl Mandrioli. <laughs> <That's disgusting. laughs> What's going on? What's going on, summertime brother? Uh, yeah, it's been a while, my friend. With me today yes. is Derek Somerville, the only man that can create his own range of wind inside his house. <laughs> and inside sleeping bags as well <laughs> that that is true yeah the latter is true yep uh you've been a busy bee you've been a busy bee <laughs> uh, that's what happens when we don't talk for like a month it's been like a I while know, yeah i know so. i was very uh we're gonna talk about some some wyoming action today i was uh very disappointed i wasn't able to go but right i am excited to see the details and the craziness that uh may or may not have pursued we haven't even had a chance to debrief about the trip so this we is the first not. time we haven't talked about it at all and yeah i actually invited you on yep. the trip like i like i think i re-invited you for the third or fourth time week of just in the hopes yeah. that you pull it off and just work out so i really wanted to go i'll be honest like yeah. i always wanted to go to wyoming too so i was very right. bummed i couldn't go on that trip wait wait you've never been to wyoming mm, well not like backpacking yeah, different. Yeah, different place for sure. And this is probably not the best place to go with a bunch of folks I don't know, just kind of you know very remote. Mm. But I just wanted to go there, and I don't have a lot of time to get away from the family, mm. so I want to take advantage. Right? Yeah, I gotcha. Ten strangers, my friend. Ten strangers. I knew some of the guys, obviously, but a lot of the guys that went did not know each other, and mm. that's a risk mm. on their part too, right? It is. Yeah. Did you did you feel like this need to be like, okay, everybody, let's all get together. Like you're at camp, you know, like literal camp, but like where you have like a camp leader and you're going to like get them together and like let's introduce each other. Did you oh. do a little bit of like, did you do meet and greets and all that? <laughs> right. Like icebreakers? Should we do some icebreakers? Like you. Like put, my name's Coral, everybody. Yeah. This you've got to walk 10 feet with buckets on your feet and then try to do jumping jacks. No, we didn't do any of that stuff. Um, it, it was staggered. So like, I, you know, okay. I met some folks the night before as we're camping out and then kind of people you know people filtered in so it was just yeah staggered i i was wondering did you have my predictions were like you know you had to do a lot of waiting around for people who did anybody get lost on the way there or get confused about where to go okay so i think what you're doing 
is you are relating this trip to your past backpacking experiences with the guys that we go with, correct? Correct, correct. Okay, correct. so, <laughs> which is not unreasonable, but <laughs> this is what was so great about this trip is that everybody was like not only on point, but they were probably more on point than I was in a lot of ways, especially with the navigation stuff. Really? Yeah, and then they were just like anticipating how they could be helpful leading up to the trip and then offering their services. So this was like, you know, wow. kind, of, kind of like an all-star crew of trip planners in a lot of ways. And right. it, made me th- it made me wonder if a lot of people that listen to our podcast, not all of them, but if a lot of them are trip planners or future trip planners. So they, they yeah, they were like, I brought an extra fuel yeah. canister and just thought somebody might need one because they're flying out. Like just oh, very, very thoughtful. That's like huge. Yeah. That's huge. For sure. That's to be like a dream for you in a way, right? Yeah, I mean, you still, you know, there's still kind of some break in time getting to know everybody, but yeah, it was overall, I would rate it as an A plus trip for sure. But there's definitely some things that came up that we can talk about. And I'm going to sort of, this episode, the way I've decided to structure this is I'm kind of bringing you out on the trail with me so you can kind of, yeah, kind of experience the trail a little bit. And that's really for everybody. Yeah. Yeah. Feel like I want to feel like I'm there. Yeah. Yeah. So, all right. So I got a verse for the day. Uh, Mm. Sorry, I've got a verse for the episode. Colossians three twelve, which is a verse that kind of relates in a weird way. I'll explain that in a second. But it says, uh, "Put on then, as God's chosen ones, holy and beloved, compassionate hearts, kindness, humility, meekness, and patience." So interesting. This was one of the verses, or part of a series of verses that um, relates to one of the guys that went. His name's Sam. He mm. he chose to go on this trip with yes. nine other guys, strangers, yes. a week before his wedding. Yeah, I uh, I thought that was amazing. I I heard some of the uh, chats you had with him. Um, yeah. You you sent me some like clips of an interview you had, so right. I heard a little bit about that. That was, uh, that is uh, quite r- risky, uh, but <laughs> kind of like adventurous at the same time. Right. But, like, if his personality lends to that, like, if he's easy to get along with, then, I mean, it's probably just another adventure for him, right? Yeah. Oh, yeah. No, he's totally easy to get along with. But my question to you is, would you have done that? No. That's not me. And, and I, I'm an extrovert, I feel like, too. But I right. would not. I don't know. I don't know. I mean, I guess it depends where I'm at in my life. Like, what's going on in my life? There right. might be a situation where I did do that, I would okay. say. We um, broke it down, like Nilton and I broke it down, because Nilton planned my bachelor party about a week before our wedding, and I was yeah. like, so we're kind of doing comparison, like, you know, how does this backpacking trip compare with, you know, me hanging out with guys I already know, and the setup Nilton had, right. and we both came to the conclusion that, like, the backpacking trip was actually better, the Wyoming one, so, <laughs> so really? yeah, and I don't know, you know, what his, he had other things going on, too, this wasn't the only thing he did, but anyway, pretty right. risky on his part, and I think he had a good time, I think it paid off, so. Good. Yeah. Good. All right. So a couple things I want to talk about before we jump on, literally jump onto the trail. Maybe not literally. Okay. Figuratively. I don't Figur- know. Figuratively. Yeah. Yes. So first thing I want to say is, my friend, the curse has been broken. The mm-hmm. 2020 wrecked trips curse is now over. This was a success. This is huge for you. This is good for your mentality. It's good for you too, for sure. man. You don't want to be part of well. the next trip that's a disaster. No, nobody does. Nobody wants that. I feel like you had to get kind of a monkey off your back throw after that SNR business, you know. So, SNR, uh, uh, search and rescue, or oh, SAR. Okay. okay. SNR. 
Yeah. S-A-R. Gotcha, whatever. gotcha, gotcha. Okay. Uh, but I, the monkey's off your back, and I, I feel like you needed that journey for yourself. So I'm, I'm actually proud of you, you know, for pulling this off. You're proud of me. Thank you. Yeah. Thank you. Yeah. Is that, are you really proud of me, or is that laced with sarcasm? Uh, I'll let you interpret that. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Sleep on it. Sleep on it. All right. So a um, couple of things on the trip, just a couple notes. So this trip was crazy because you didn't actually need a, a permit at all. You just kind of show up and go. And Ooh. the scenery on this trip was better than some national parks I've been to. Really? It was that good. Yeah. Were it you was guys just, high? You guys were high up or what? How it much? was high elevation. Yeah, for sure. We got close okay. to 12,000 feet. Oh, but wow. Not, we were, you know, we were like 10 to 10 to 11 most of the time. Okay. It's called Did the Cirque do... des Towers and it's part of the Wind River Range in Wyoming. Yeah. Would you go back there? Yeah, yeah. I, I was trying to figure out a way. This could be like a July trip, and we could maybe yeah. tack on an extra part of the loop. I would definitely go back there. That was, yeah, okay. it was just amazing. So, in awesome. fact, some of the newer national parks, I'm like, those aren't even close to as good as this. Really? So part of me is like, this should be a national park. Then the other part's like, this is cool. We don't have to, you know, sign up for permits. So I don't know, kind of a yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah it was, it was crowded but not terribly crowded so wow um anyway so there's that and okay. then there's always a story to tell from the trail of course i got a bear spray story oh yeah okay I so can see yeah i have an yeah, idea gri- but... grizzly territory but it's not glacier national park so i didn't bring bear spray some of the guys brought mm-hmm. bear spray this story is not about anybody on our trip so oh. and i actually wasn't even there I, a couple of the guys came across somebody who apparently stored his bear spray in the same side pocket as his water bottle. Oh. This is okay. his story. This is his story. Okay. I'm not sure. This could be modified, of course, because it's I think risky. he's embarrassed. But he yeah. was reaching for his water bottle and somehow unclipped the safety and got a poof of bear spray that came out from his pack that got into his face. That sounds enjoyable. So yeah. where do you store your bear spray? I don't bring it. I probably... I mean, I probably should have to Glacier, but I didn't, no, I didn't bring any. You didn't bring any because other guys had some or because you aren't concerned? Uh, I feel like uh, other guys had some, I know. And then somebody had like a, a weapon, I think. And then, uh, no, I didn't bring <laughs> any. No, I didn't bring anything. Yeah, I figured. There's always somebody with a weapon. I know. But, well, uh, to be clear, though, he's a, like a police officer, so I'm not, I was, you know, comfortable with that, but. Right, right, right. But, um, but yeah, I think <laughs> it was, yeah, I, I felt like we were well stocked, so. And okay. we usually try to stay in groups anyway, so. So, pretend we go to Glacier next summer, you bring bear spray, yes or no? How many people are going? <laughs> four or more. <laughs> uh, four or more. Uh, probably not, no. Okay. If if we're going by that if we're going by that lake though I forgot the name of it with all the grizzly bears which would be really dumb right. but if we for some reason we're going by there or near that then yeah I would bring it right okay well I, because these a lot of these guys did bring bear spray and then they had to fly back to their homeland I now have a stash of bear spray so. <laughs> oh that's true I didn't think about that <laughs> there you that's go. awesome okay I'll take one that's fine I'll take one are you gonna mail them all back or what are you gonna do uh, I just said you know I'm hanging on to them in case we need it for the next you know. If we if we do another one of these trips, same with the fuel canisters. I couldn't bring the fuel canisters either, so I've got a bunch of fuel oh, canisters. Oh wow! That are, some are partially used, and um, this is like sick. Christmas for you. This is like no, no, dude. I put I use some Sharpie and put their names on them, so that way they could you know use them right. again. Because okay, yeah, so you're gonna stash them. So you could potentially have fuel, fuel canisters and bear spray for years, and never right, use them. right. 
true mm. story. So, um, okay, a yeah. hoarder's dream. A hoarder's dream. Um, <laughs> okay uh next one was um so i did have the lightest pack on the trip and i, mm. I kind of pulled a derrick on this where i made knowlton carry the entirety of the tent that's part of the reason wow yeah. that is a low blow did yeah. you bring well did you bring camera stuff i just brought my phone so no not the full okay. gear no my pack was about it was uh like 20 and a half pounds wow. so had i carried half the tent it still would have been the lightest pack by a lot and it was yeah so you pull the quote-unquote derrick which is not pulling a derrick but uh <laughs> you uh <laughs> i gotta defend myself a little bit so what nolan just volunteered to carry it or what what happened yeah i'm still struggling with you know health issues and stuff and so impact oh, okay. on foot i yeah he was he was being kind but still it was nice to have a lightweight pack for sure okay how much how much hiking did you guys do okay good you question guys- yeah so breakdown was yeah, kind of, you know, according to the map, it was like 11-ish miles the first day, but only 1,300 feet of gain. Trail was pretty nice and right. smooth, but I think ended up being closer to 12 based on people's, you know, records with watches and devices and stuff. Right. The second right. day was only supposed to be six miles. I think it was closer to nine, and it was supposed to be an easier day, and it was, like, really challenging. So, really? Yeah, there's some off-trail stuff. Bummer. Not so much the navigation, more just, like, scrambling on rocks and things. Mm. I don't know how detailed you want me to get into this, but, yeah, we... Did you feel pretty lame once it was nine and tough? Were you like, sorry, guys, my bad? Or was it? I loved it, man. I was having a blast. So for me, I was like, (laughs) this is what I'm talking about. (laughs) Well, I figured you were like ready for some action after uh, our trip was so Exactly. That's exactly right. That's what it was is I was like, that didn't feel like a full, like I never felt like wiped out after, you know, any day on our trip. So uh, this one, I was like, this was awesome. Every day I kind of laid down. I was like, this is great. So uh the the one weird spot for navigation was on the second pass we had two passes on the second day um apparently there's a trail that goes down to the left and we only saw a trail that went down to the right and we took that one Mm. and it was just clambering on boulders and climbing over stuff and i went i kind of almost reascended the pass because i thought there was a way around there wasn't and um and i'm looking at the map i'm like the the trail says around to the list lake to the left and we're on the right side but well we'll just kind of you know figure it out and make our way down to the bottom of the lake and we we get there and then there's this junction and yeah sure enough like to the right was the regular trail and to the left it was called like the climber's route so mm. everybody mm. made that mistake it wasn't just you know me but okay. yeah so there's so there's kind of some some takeaways there so what i did was on the last day of the trip this is kind of like an easy five miles out kind of cruise mode i just you know we were all able to stay together for the most part and i just caught up with different folks and just asked them just something from the trip just ask them a question so i literally interviewed them while we were hiking so that's what some of the background sounds are and so i'm just gonna yeah i'm just gonna play it and then uh, we'll talk about each guy on the trip and kind of get to know him a little bit so so we'll start easy we'll start with our first guy that you already know his name is nolton oh i've heard of him we're on day three hiking through the wind river range hiking back to the the cars Hiking behind Knowlton here. Yesterday we covered two passes. In the first one, we had a bit of a challenge. What was that all about, Knowlton? Well, let me tell you, Carl. The challenge was up like a steep rock face. I mean, it was like almost a scree field up this um, to the first pass, which is Texas Pass. You know, Carl's got a lighter pack, but he's put throwing down a time challenge. I'm saying, I'm gonna do that in 20 minutes. I mean, I couldn't help resist an opportunity like that. So I said, I think I could do it 25. I got a little heavier pack. 
and I'm looking up this thing, but I, I don't know, you know, it's, it's high, high altitude and yet I just charged it. And, um, I was, you know, it's, it's good to have those small challenges to keep you motivated. Definitely appreciated that. I, I've definitely pushed pretty hard about a quarter of the way up this, just gasping for breath, hoping to make it up. And Carl met his challenge. He just nailed it. And I came in four minutes under, under my, so I was, it was good. It was motivating and we need that. I appreciate that, Carl. It was a good challenge. Keep me on my toes. Definitely pushed me to the limit. Okay, and just to clarify, it wasn't like who's the fastest, it was who's the closest to their predicted time. What do you think about that? Do you, do you like that plan? I like that sounds so fun. For you, for you, it's really fun. Um, but I like the challenge. I like the challenge. Well, but I could have I could have taken it easy and just you you know, like a, yeah. a leisurely time. Was, and Did you get your time? I think I was three minutes off, which isn't bad. So mm. we had mm. we had Jokester say an hour and a half, and I think he was like thirty minutes off, maybe longer. So yeah, Jokester. Yeah, more on him later. But another question about Knowlton is um, we actually had him on the podcast uh, first season. We did a like things that go bump in the night episode. Remember that? Mm-hmm. Do you remember mm-hmm. what he talked about? <laughs> vaguely bears no no that would make sense banshees people banshees oh banshees i do remember that later in the season we had an episode on getting lost and we came up with some scenarios of what that would look like his scenario was uh something about like you know our podcast is backpacking and he came up with a uh, skydiving scenario so (laughs) totally applicable totally applicable (laughs) so yeah so whether by coincidence or in you know, like conspiracy. He hasn't been on our show in a couple of years. And then we had him on this past summer, like, you know, while we're out on the trail. Yeah. And then again, right there, has he earned a spot back on our show? Ooh, I think he's, he's, it's warming up. It's warming up. <laughs> I think he's got some work to do. Uh, but yeah, season one, was all about like trying to establish credibility and he came right on and yeah, railroaded that. And by season two, I think we lost our, some people might say is like, did he want to be interviewed? Because it's like it's almost like he didn't want to be interviewed. It's so bad. Sometimes some of that stuff. Yeah, I think the highlight it's for like, me for the first, I think it was the first interview was that when we were trying to, you know, like it's, we're starting a podcast and we're trying to make it good, and we have him on, mm-hmm. and in the background he starts like moving furniture during the interview. Oh and then right! We tell him yes. To stop. We're like, that. what are you doing? And then he stops, uh-huh. <laughs> and then yes. his, and then his wife starts moving furniture. Oh. <laughs> we're like, we're like, this is really bad like, audio. Yeah, we can't have furniture being moved while we're trying to record a podcast. Anyway, yeah, we can we can so we can maybe like, splice that into like a best of episode of the B and B over like the, the past four years. <laughs> Some <laughs> great bloops. Worst right. of. So here's the next one. All right, now I've got Nate hiking behind me. Yeah, he's part of our uh, Bible study we have for backpacking and blisters this summer. So it's awesome to get to know him and finally meet him in person. From his perspective, he's essentially hiking with generally nine other strangers. So how's that experience been? Well, first, Carl, I want to express my sincere gratitude for doing this interview while we're hiking. <laughs> and everybody's got their hamburger pace on this morning. So, uh... Hamburger pace. hamburger pace is that pace you have on the last day when you're hiking out and you know you're headed for a restaurant and you get something to eat so everybody's a little faster for at least the first couple miles yeah hiking with strangers has been interesting 
Um, you have to learn to conform a little bit to the group. Maybe do things a little different than you're used to. What time you get on the trail in the morning. How many lunch stops you have. I think we had seven on the first day. Deciding which fork in the road to take together. But it's, it's been good because I've learned a lot too. Uh, just watching how other people do their stuff. So I'll definitely pick up a few tips and tricks for next time. Speaking of learning, I think I'm going to use that term hamburger paste from now on. That's a good one. A couple thoughts there. Does Nate sound a little bit like me, like mocking the multi, like the multiple lunch stops we had on the Thursday? Uh, 100%. 100% on that. Um, I was wondering if you, he mentioned, you know, the deciding forks in the road as a group. Did you, did you employ the rule that we kind of have on our trips where we should all wait at junction stops? No. Dude, there's like 10 guys, man. And like half of them had these, you know, some sort of GPS setup. Um, yeah. some had GPS and maps. And so I thought, yeah, I'm like, you can k- keep going if you want to, but we just generally, you know, everybody was willing to wait. So it was pretty cool for the most part. Like, oh. yeah, I, I didn't think that you had to good question, but yeah, we, there's one spot that it was, you know, like after our first camp, we had to like kind of go up into the left over a hill to approach the pass. And, um, we had to kind of point people in the right direction once or twice, but they would have figured it out anyway. So it wasn't, uh. it wasn't like. You know, they would have ran out of, of a lake to, to hike next to. But uh, what do you think about hamburger pace? I like that. I, I got yeah. I got what he said right when he said it, before he explained that. <laughs> are, you, are you saying that I was a little slow? That's why uh, well, we all, my question was redundant. I didn't want to state the obvious, but, you know. Uh, no. Okay. Um, yeah, no, it was, it was – I like that. I might start using that hamburger pace. That's good. Or pe- okay. pizza pace, you know, whatever. Pizza pace. Yeah, yeah. pasta pace. Usually, Either way. It's usually one or the other, yeah. Uh, vegan food pace? Ooh, plant pace? Plant-based pace. <laughs> plant-based pace. <laughs> that flows a little better. Tongue twister. Yeah, say that a lot. <laughs> yeah, for sure. Um, Nate, also known for bringing the spice wheel. That was kind of oh, his Oh, yeah, I forgot. Yeah, I that's remember not you, something yeah. we... We ever brought a spice wheel? Okay. I if That's a really... It's like a miniature one, right? Not that miniature. It's like a quarter pound worth of spices, I think. <laughs> oh wow! So he likes his spices. I do. I mean, yeah. spices definitely make food better. I bet if I, I bet there's some spices we could bring that we could throw on some of our, our food that, uh, would just amplify it even yeah, more. Yeah, for sure. Something to think about. He had he had a good array there, and I think um, yeah, I think mm-hmm. that was great. So yeah. All right. So Nate's from Colorado Springs. He was actually part of our Bible study, our backpacking blisters Bible study. We met. That's kind of how I met him through Zoom. So uh, thanks yeah. to Nate for coming. It was awesome hiking with him. All right, now I've got Sam hiking ahead of me. FKT Sam, sometimes he's known as Sock Sam. And uh, he's the one that introduced us to the Farm Defeat Socks. So the first day we're hiking, and we passed Dad's Lake. And Sam had this good idea that when we get to Dad's Lake, we tell our best dad joke. He had been thinking about it for a while, so he sort of unleashed a couple on us. <laughs> Sam, what you got for dad jokes? It's for all the dads. Here's a dad joke. What do you call a pig that knows karate? Anybody? A pork chop. That's right, I should have known the answer, you already said that one. <laughs> <laughs> I only have two. <laughs> so Sam's the guy that, yeah, that has since gotten married. Congratulations to Sam, and He's not a dad yet, but I think he is well on his way with those dad jokes. Yeah, he's on his way. 
He's gonna fit with that cheese factor. He's he's gonna fit <laughs> right factor. in. For sure. Do you have a do you have a yeah. dad joke offhand? I don't have any dad jokes. Yeah. I don't know if I have any. Yeah, I'm not like it. You know, people say I'm funny. Thank you, but I'm not like a person who has like jokes in my back pocket. You know. So you're not a dad joke guy, but do you appreciate them? Oh yeah. Oh right. for sure. It's gotcha. a it's a good it's a good chuckle for sure. Yeah. For sure, I thought that was a good idea by Sam. So, do you have what was your what was your dad joke, Dad, at the Dad Lake? Did you remember? Uh, I don't think I think I just listened to his, but because he just unleashed it when we got there, so it wasn't like I had time to prepare. He was preparing. Uh, okay. I, I was mm. not, um, but I did give a heads up to hikers that were hiking the opposite direction, saying, "Hey, at Dad's Lake, you got to share your best dad dad joke." So, sort of passed on the love there. Wow. Um, all right, next guy. So okay. continuing on down the trail. Here we go. All right, now I got Brian hiking ahead of me. Another guy from our uh, B&B Bible study from the summer. And he had a footprint on this trip that was not just any footprint. So Brian, tell us what your footprint was and what the inspiration behind it was. Well, my footprint was a uh, piece of Tyvek that Carl described as a piece of house siding which isn't far from the truth but i mean it it was really handy i mean i didn't get any holes in the bottom of my tent you could lay it out while we were taking one of our three lunch breaks throughout the day i didn't get holes in the bottom of my tent <laughs> but i mean really the best part of this trip was the spice rack i mean that was really helpful with our six to eight meal stops per day and i got a lot of enjoyment out of that there might have been some slight mockery with the spice spice wheel there yeah what <laughs> Everybody was, was supposed great. to bring that up for fun, but only Brian remembered. So, um, yeah, Brian's from Ohio. He is uh, one of our Patreon supporters and also part of the Bible study we had this past summer. Yeah. Nice. So, nice. what do you think about like a Tyvek footprint? Mm. Uh, wait. Uh, do you know what I'm talking about? Like, you see houses being oh, built. Oh, Tyvek. Yeah. You see houses being built, and there's, yeah, there's like yeah. that siding stuff they put on with the right, wrapper. Like, right. Yeah. Um, what do I think about all that? The yeah. siding or the, the idea that he had something that looked like that? <laughs> just any thoughts. Any thoughts. Anything. Just uh, say I mean, I, I, mean yeah. I guess it's like minimal weather protection, right? Minimal. But um, I, I just love that he brought a type of footprint on the trip because it had to annoy you to some degree. Like, it had to bother you to see, like, dude, this guy <laughs> really brought – he really brought a footprint. Like, and he's really going to use it the way you're supposed to use it. Like, did you feel – there might have been there might have been an attempt to get a reaction. Was yes. there was there was there a moment you found yourself like chomping at the bit to just like walk over while he's setting up his tent and be like, you know, uh, do you really feel like you need that? Or do you feel like the tent's <laughs> tough enough? Or like was there a, a temptation to do that at all? You must view me as some angry person that is just looking for a reason to just basically unleash on somebody. No, I, I can see you. I, I can see you at camp just like scanning mm. all the guys. Like, anybody got an Nalgene right, bottle? Right. Any Nalgene bottles? <laughs> Any footprints out there? I did. <laughs> I did. I did share with him. I just kind of was yelling at him. I'm like, oh man, I got some holes in my tent. And he's like, really? And I said, no. <laughs> so, That's good. a little, That's a little good. bit of mockery there. But um, he always has a good sense of humor and. He, he, you know, what's funny is he brought Crocs too. <laughs> no, and what's, uh, yeah. What's funny about did, that? Wow. What's okay. funny about that is we've passed, I think, two or three other people that had Crocs, and I've, I don't what? see Crocs ever on the trail, and then suddenly what? everybody's got them. 
Is that a Wyoming thing? Yeah, Jeez. I don't know. No, people are from all over the place there. Uh, one person was having some feet, foot issues, and uh, like she was actually wearing Crocs hiking out. So far be it from me to, to say anything about that. But thanks to Brian for coming, and next time leave your footprint at home. Keep it. Keep it coming. Uh, Keep it coming, Brian. <laughs> All right, I'm another mile down the trail, and I am with a legendary B&B listener, Eric, also known as Camel Cud. And yeah, awesome, he came on the trip, and he's been telling stories all along, and he has... Eric, what was your story about the buff that you had? Well, before we get started, Carl, I want to thank you for putting this together. This was a great trip. I've enjoyed getting to know your listeners and your friends. And they're all really great fellas, and I think it speaks a lot to your character that you could bring uh, fellas like this together. So, uh, okay, I that. sure. And as a side note, I live at 135 feet, <laughs> just west of Houston. So I'm struggling to get air, but I'll try and get through it. You can do it. Can so listening to the podcast on the buffs, I was shamed because I own a buff. <laughs> and before, I thought it was useful. I didn't realize what a terrible thing it was to own a buff. But thanks to Carl, I was enlightened. So I took his challenge and I took the buff to work. And I met a guy in a parking lot who was going out into the field. And I said, hey, I paid $20 for this. What do you think? He looked at it and he looked at me and he said, you're an idiot. So I don't have a buff on this trip. Bring on this trip. Are you serious? You didn't bring one? Never trying to shame anybody. Sorry about that. But I like the story. And then as we're, I think it was, uh, morning of day two we were, we were chatting and I think I grabbed his water bottle. He had an Aquafina water bottle but he had a smart water bottle cap on it so he kind of put those two together and then he shared about how passionate he was about the smart water bottle caps so much so that um, how'd you get one of them? Well you know they're like gold because not every smart water bottle comes with the sport cap and if you notice they're phasing them out and the threads are changing on some of the bottles. So my son and I are fairly regular backpackers so the smart water bottle caps are pretty valuable to us so we were on a train and hike a couple weeks ago and somebody had thrown a bottle out on the side of the road had a smart water bottle cap on it so of course we grabbed it and washed it and of course my son rolled his eyes really dad yep really it's kind of funny like in our, our bible study over the course of summer we talked about like when is it appropriate to shame people and <laughs> Like, <laughs> when is it appropriate? It's not appropriate. Not appropriate. And then he's, he's accusing me of shaming him with his butt. That's awesome. Not trying to do that. Just to, just to clarify. Okay. Okay. So any any thoughts on, on he did he did step up to the challenge though and asked if it was a smart purchase. Uh, well, did he did he change his tune about the buff in general or no? Was it just pure I, pure marketing? No, I think he's gonna bring the buff and now on and hmm. you know pays fifty dollars for it <laughs> now it's 50 no, now it's 50 uh, somebody told me i think on the trip that they had like a thermal like fleece or wool one that was like 50 bucks oh man so yeah wow uh, wow what do you think about yeah i didn't know about the smart water bottle caps i didn't realize those were becoming rare so i didn't either i didn't either yeah that would you i don't know how excited you are about the, those caps would you, would you pick one up off the side of the road and wash one i would not do that um okay. i think i'd probably just be more apt to if i knew they were phasing them out i'd probably just wait till i got home and maybe buy like a bunch and just save them maybe be a little bit more sanitary are you particular about your water no. bottle caps 
No. Then you. Then why would you do that? <laughs> if I wanted them, then I would do that. <laughs> okay. Well, you're you're asking if I was gonna if I'm collecting them. Yeah, that's the way I would do it. Okay. So. I am not particular about them at all. So, but you know, everybody's got their their own little things. They're things that they're they're passionate about. And when things, you know, like noon had a a flavor called Kona Cola years ago, and mm. it's no mm. longer in stock. And I think it wasn't popular, so people could care less. But I I bought a bunch of it because I'm like, this is, you know, a travesty that's going out of stock, or they're you know being discontinued. So you liked it though. I, I loved it. Yeah, it was amazing. Really? So, okay. Yeah can't get anymore but i think that's totally different though you're talking about a flavor of something you consume right which to me like if i knew the salmon pesto was going out i probably would have right. bought a bunch maybe we'll get yeah maybe we'll call up uh backpackers pantry and ask them about that be like so do you guys have any back stock that we can it's like look guys is there a shortage out? of salmon like what's the yeah. deal like I mean, yeah really come on yeah so Anyway, um, he was a lot of fun to have on the trip. He's one of those, you know, characters that just kind of brings everybody together. Just big personality, just super fun, jovial, right, positive right, attitude. Right. So, um, kind of interesting though, because you know, when you first did, when we did that like trail name generator, when you said camel cut, and I was laughing so hard at that, I thought this is just another time when Derek is, you know, sabotaging our podcast, and he, <laughs> he's clicking unsubscribe right. immediately, but not the case. Not the case. Yet again, proving you wrong. Yeah. <laughs> you know, I mean, uh, nobody got nobody got great by staying safe, Carl. Okay? I mean, ask evil, ask evil can evil. You know, what I mean, ask the Ringling Brothers. Right. I'll also, yeah, I mean, I, Camel Cud, he's becoming slowly legendary. Yeah. I feel like, like it's it's really taken Indeed. off. So good for you, Camel Cud. Good for you. <laughs> All right, now we're next to a stream, and I've got uh, Nathan from Wisconsin with me. And he reached out to our podcast a while back, and we get some listeners that, you know, basically share that they've never been backpacking before, and they're, and they're starting to do their research, and they're starting by watching YouTube videos and listening to podcasts, and frequently, the folks that, that do that just actually never end up going backpacking. They never pull the trigger, but obviously, you know, Nathan's on the trip, so he's obviously pulled the trigger, and he went on his first multi-day backpacking trip not long before this trip. All right, Nathan, so... Like, this was impressive to me because, you know, you just basically dove into the deep end. So, can you tell us about your first multi-day trip and what, like, a couple challenges you encountered? Okay, yeah. So, we decided to do part of the uh, Continental Divide Trail. We started down at Brooks Lake and then went up through the Teton Wilderness into Yellowstone and ultimately ended ended at uh, Old Faithful. So, it ended up being a little more than 100 miles and it's actually pretty remote there's no resupply spots along the way so kind of as a as a novice backpacker this might have been maybe overly aggressive but uh we definitely uh were not optimized for this trip we ended up bringing way more food than we needed Uh, our packs are way heavier as a result brought more fuel than we needed i was paranoid about running out of water so i typically had you know a full two liters with me sometimes we even had three uh that was all unnecessary and, and there's a couple days um, in there when I just was like, man, what are we doing? Um, I'm really exhausted. I really don't want to be here right now. But because of the route that we chose, there was not really any alternative. We just kind of had to keep going. I guess another thing, too, is that I was looking, when we looked at the, at the route and the map and, like, here's how many miles we can do it each day. And here's, like, the, el- the elevation climb. I just didn't realize quite how, how grueling some of those days were going to be. Like, you can see, I can see there's going to be this much elevation climb, but I didn't realize quite how much that's going to take take out of me or even just the trails themselves i guess when you're out in the middle of the teton wilderness sometimes the trails were just there's a lot of tree falls 
But in the end, um, you know, we kind of kept plowing through because we had no alternative. I ended up finishing our trip very exhausted, very tired, but it was a, a good time. So Derek, what do you think about that? That is uh, impressive. Uh, props, props to you. Um, Ten days, hundred miles. I mean, props to me or to Nathan? You? No, I'm not giving you props. Uh, Nathan's getting props. Okay. Uh, but I mean, even I think just the longevity of that. Even though you might only you might only be doing like ten miles a day, give or take or whatever. But that's just a long time for your first trip. You know, that's yeah. just that's impressive. For yeah, first multi day trip. Yeah, and still ten miles is a lot. For- mm-hmm. A lot of people out there and on a multi-day trip by like day what seven eight nine you might be like oh 10 more miles you know it might just feel like 15 so right. good for him yeah rock and roll Did, okay so here's my question to you is could you mm. have done that if if you had the time time wasn't an issue you know you have time off work whatever you know and i said hey we got four guys going do you want to come it's gonna be 10 days long yeah. miles are you in mm. yeah i could probably do that sure really okay i don't think i would have been up for that at the time that I was the newer backpacker, um, I think like nowadays yeah. maybe with like all the resources and research we could do, but internet wasn't much of a thing then. I wonder if it would have been easier. I see. I don't know. Like, like in hindsight, I probably would have said I don't know what I would have said because like we did what two and a half days, fifty something miles for Red Peak. So <laughs> that would it have been three days? Don't, three don't days. <laughs> would it have been easier to do ten and ten? Maybe it might have yeah, been. Oh, oh yeah, D- day by day it would have been, but your pack would have been heavier with all that food, right? For yeah, that's true. So and fuel and yeah, pack, there yeah. other other issues, and you know, if it was back in the day, back in mm-hmm. whatever two thousand five, like the gears heavier too. So if it's a ten day trip, yeah, I think I'd have to bring a different pack. I don't think I could get my thirty six liter no, oh, 100%. pack in there. So right. You know, right? Nobody yeah. had a thirty-six okay. liter pack, huh? Nobody could pull that off, huh? Mine, yeah, mine wasn't that small. Mine, mine was close. So you have a forty, a forty-something one, don't you? Which is um, like something like that. Yeah, you brought the go light, the blue one, and not right. the, the massive beast. Yeah. But props to to Nathan, man. Like, just yeah, he was. Yeah, that's impressive. Super fun to have on the trip. He's yeah, one of our Patreon supporters. That's how he found out about the trip. And yeah, thanks, thanks for supporting us, and thanks, thanks for. Um, Jonas, he did a great job. So rock and roll. Okay, we're a couple miles from the trailhead, and I caught up with Roger. Roger is friends with Camel Cud, and he's actually never listened to the podcast. Still decided to come. Bit of a risk, but I think he's a risk taker, so it's working out. It was day one on the trail when uh, he decided to have some fun with me. So what was that all about? So we were we were just hiking along, and there was a group of us a little further up front, and. Some guys passed us going the other direction, and I asked them if they could, uh, <laughs> when they saw the guy in the, the, the backpack and blisters t-shirt, if they could ask him about the podcast, and you know, say, oh my God, you're, you're part of that? And then they, they didn't play it out as long as I wished, but they kind of canceled it before he got too excited about it, but it was still a good attempt at a prank. So that was a lot of fun. Beyond that, for me, this trip has been, I signed up for it with Camel Cut. He called and asked me, and I'm like, yeah, of course, I'm in. And then I was excited about the fellowship aspect from the guys around the country, which has been great. And then I was a little anxious about the, the altitude because I have no experience in it, but that worked out all right. And then just the challenge of it all. I mean, the, the first day, to me, we, we, we pushed it pretty good, but it wasn't tough climbing. It was just good miles, and it was a lot of fun. Second day, a little bit more challenging. The two passes in the lake, which uh, the Texas Pass, 
sure somebody's mentioned the, what time do you think it'd take you to finish? And some of us kind of took that more as a challenge to put a time out there and then try to beat it. My estimated time, because I have no experience, was an hour. I finished in just under 27 minutes. And then it took me about an hour to recover, felt like. <laughs> but overall, I mean, just to, to think this trip came from a podcast and guys from all over the country came together and, and it's been just a lot of fun. I mean, it's a shared experience, it's a shared challenge. I think we've all grown a lot as people and we've definitely, I mean, most of us were strangers when we got here and now we've grown a lot closer because of this shared experience for sure. Well said. Yeah, and, and, you know, coming from almost zero feet elevation, like, he, he tackled that pass like a champion. And, uh, yeah, you're, you're like, 49-ish years old? 49, 49, yeah. So he's almost as old as Derek, so that's impressive. And <laughs> So just to clarify, so Roger was friends with Camel Cut, and he had actually never listened to one of our podcast episodes. He kind of just came along, was just like, mm-hmm. yeah, I'll hang out with these random guys and so um (laughs) yeah he's uh so he's a jokester and he he's just super fun to be around he played a prank where he had just you know people that were coming hiking back the other way they saw my shirt and were like hey like i listen to that podcast and then Mm -hmm. i was like oh yeah and then they're like no no no, some guy just told us to say that (laughs) 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 so that was kind of funny that's good yeah good yeah, yeah, yeah. That's fun. He seems like a really nice guy. Um, which, which is, it's yeah. crazy too that he didn't know anybody except Camel Cud. He's like, you know, let's just go right. meet some new people. Let's so that's go. cool. That's cool. Yeah. It really makes me bummed that I really couldn't go. And I, I should apologize to everybody because that's a trip I really wanted to go on. Um, in the future, you know, hopefully we can do this again. And I'll be able to, to join everybody and be a part of it um, as my schedule will slowly be right. opening up. More Your so. name didn't come up mm. once actually on the trip. That's so nice. Not so true. Related. Not true. No, we so we, related. And, and we only said nice things. I didn't make fun of you. What? At, actually, that must have been hard. All I do, all I do is make fun of you. Actually, so I was, okay. That's that's yeah. better. That's better. <laughs> I was like, there's no um, way. Yeah. So yeah. So Roger has not listened to our podcast, and now that this one's out, he'll he'll probably listen to this one because he knows he's gonna be on it. And then that might be the only one that he listens to. But <laughs> that being said, like he is welcome to come again because he was super fun to hang out with. So. All right, took some effort, but I finally caught up to Matt. Matt's been leading the way. He has been the speedster of the group. And I think his pack weighs like 15 pounds more than mine, something like that. Pretty impressive. And then yesterday he revealed one of the items that makes it heavier. He had an inflatable inner tube that he busted out yesterday. So, Matt, what is the story with that? What's the inspiration? Well, I um, back in uh, backpacking with Carl uh, quite a few times, and every time I go, Jared, which you guys probably all have heard about him, um, <laughs> he comes uh, he comes on every trip, which I am so disappointed that he's not on this trip right now. Well, I um, am too. Yeah, he uh, he is a lot of fun, but honestly, uh, Jared inspired me. He um, always jumps into the water every single time we go backpacking and I've never done it before. And every time I'm like, Oh, I got to do that. Then I feel the water and it's super cold. And I'm like, (laughs) forget it. I don't want to do it. So uh, this time I am like, I'm going to bring an inner tube that way. I don't have to go head first and, and get completely soaked and completely cold. I'll just get wet from the waist down. And so I got the inner tube and it was awesome. Went out to the lake and was able to clean out the feet, cool the feet down, just sit there and relax. 
and it was awesome. So Jared inspired me, and for the next time I go, Jared, you better show up. All right, what do you think about bringing a floaty? Uh, I like. Was there water to float it in? I'm yeah, hoping. we we we, okay. we camped at two lakes. Then you're good. I'm all about the floaty. Would you, you want to carry a floaty? Would I carry it in? Ooh, does it fit within my backpack? Maybe. It's pretty, yeah, compactable, lightweight. So it wasn't like, you know, one of those, like, tire inner tubes. Right. Uh, I'm all about a floaty. I think that'd be fun. Okay. If you had a good lake, you knew you are going to chill for a while, then, yeah, right. why not? Okay. Yeah. So, yeah, he's kind of floating around a little bit, and I was like, oh, I wonder if Nolt's going to make another, you know, sailboat with this another thing. Another boat, he, yeah. He refrained. He refrained. Really? Okay, approaching the trailhead, and I've got Eric from our July crew with me. He actually did not make our trip this past summer, which we were all bummed about, including him. He tried his best to make it, but just life circumstances didn't work out. And so now he's here in Wyoming, his new home state, and hiking with a couple guys he knows, but really mostly strangers. So, yeah, what's your take on this whole thing? So I was first flattered that Carl was going to have a backpacking trip in my home state i thought he was doing it for me but then turns out that he wasn't and i'm not gonna lie i was a little nervous about hiking with a bunch of people that i didn't know um i was of course happy to be with nolton and carl really know them but um, i met some of the guys through the bible study and we all kind of connected pretty quick so that was kind of cool because i get to meet them but really when you get you know a bunch of guys don't know each other from all parts of the country it's kind of a gamble but in this case the gamble paid off and we Really had a good time, got to know each other. Everything worked out really well and no major issues. I think we had a lot of fun. Um, this is a great trip. He had shared earlier that he was actually surprised about, you know, basically like we have all, you know, all these different guys and everybody got along great. And he thought, you know, this is pretty cool that everybody's getting along great. If I, you know, I or we were to do this again, he's like, I don't know if it would turn out this well. Like to get a bunch of random people from across the nation to just join up at a trailhead and away we go and then everybody gets along and it's just this great trip. Like is that I mean, do you do you agree with him on that or what do you think? Yeah, I I mean he's got a good point. That is I feel like uh it is risky, especially with a big group. Like will everybody get along? Like you don't really know full personalities because you know, you get to know people's personalities more like when you're with them for long periods of time. So, yeah, I think it's pretty rad that everybody worked out. I think that's pretty awesome. But, yeah, the second part of that, though, do you think it's likely or unlikely that that could be replicated? Mm, with different people? Yeah, or maybe like a handful of the same people because, like, I knew a handful of them. I mean, I'd like, to, I'd like to believe that in the backpacking world, as opposed to other areas of life, that people are just more go with flow and adaptable. In right. general, because you have to be on the trail. So I, I like to think optimistically and be like, yeah, I think it could happen again. Um, I think obviously every trip will be a little bit different, but. Oh, for sure. Um, yeah, I think I, I thought about it a lot. I think I think that if you're listening to this podcast, you're probably you've probably got a good sense of humor like you have to. Right. Hope. And then let's hope <laughs> and then you're probably like easygoing enough and get probably get along with most people so that's that's you know not did, true probably for everybody yeah. but for a good portion of the did you feel like the risk was more on you because i mean most of them probably had an idea of what you were going to be like right like well we know what his humor is like we know what yeah you know yeah. but for you you're like well i don't really know i mean I've, 
interviewed a couple of them here and there. So without you being there, it definitely puts a little bit of pressure on me into some different areas that I'm not necessarily comfortable. Like I didn't, you know, like even though we do a podcast, I'm not just the, I'm not the, the attention seeker, right? Like mm-hmm. I'm not like, Hey, everybody, like, I don't want to be the focal point. Yeah. So there's a little bit of concern there and I wasn't so much concerned about, you know, digging in and getting to know people, people are very conversational. So that worked out well, but yeah, do you, I don't know. Would you have any concerns about that on a trip? Uh, if it was just me and not you, like the other way around. Sure. Um, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, sure, sure. yeah. A little bit. I think I could see the pressure. I mean, as far as like right. making sure everybody's, you can, I, can, I think maybe you sense some type of responsibility, like a sense of that, just because you're the podcast guy who set this thing up and got the ball rolling and all that stuff. But the weird thing, here's the weird thing. And a couple guys pointed this out. They're like, I, we feel like we know you really well. Oh, really? But you don't know us at all. Well, exactly. <laughs> yeah, exactly. It's, yeah, so it's a different dynamic for sure. But, um, but you know, by the end of the trip, I got to know everybody pretty well. So it was great. Yeah. Uh, yeah. So that, so that was bringing you out on the trail and, you know, we eventually made it to the trailhead and ha- had our hamburgers and, and that kind of wrapped things up. So, um, yeah. Any last questions or thoughts before we jump into, I know, I, again, I think my only comment is I wish I was there. I wish I was there to like ham it yeah. up and, uh, add, <laughs> ham it up, throw some laughter, get some laughter going in there too. I'm sure you guys had plenty of that though, but I think we'll do, yeah, no guarantees. I, th- I think this went well enough, though, where we would do another Patreon trip out there. So if people wanted to, to join up. Um, Round two. The concern would be that it could just blow up and there'd be a lot of people coming, especially if we went to some place a little more accessible. So I think the way that I would structure is, you know, whoever has um, been supporting us the longest would sort of get priority kind of initial mm. invite is, is how I would do okay. that. So that's, that's kind of my okay. thought. And we'll keep you posted Sounds on good. that. So anyway. Time for uh, trivia, and that's coming to you right after this. Whether you're just looking to stay warm during a hunt or need maximum concealment, the clothing you wear can make or break a hunt. At MidwayUSA.com, we understand hunting clothing has come a long way with more meticulously crafted camo patterns, advanced scent control technologies, and weatherproof options to withstand the elements. Hunters have to wait until their favorite season, but shouldn't wait on gear, which is why MidwayUSA offers super fast shipping when you're ready for your next system log on to midwayusa.com this upcoming concert season will be all about the boots and tecovis is your stop for the best in western style tecovis has seasonal and limited edition offerings this spring and summer including men's and women's boots apparel hats bags and more all tecovis boots are made by hand in a time-honored tradition with timeless styles that are always on trend. And Tecovis has first wear comfort with little to no break-in period. It's hard to find this level of comfort paired with this level of style. Stop by your local Tecova store, have a complimentary drink or two, that's WCB style, and shop new styles. The smell of fresh leather and friendly staff are at your service. Many stores even have leather custom branding to make your boots truly personalized. And with regular live music and events, there's no in-store experience like it. If you can't make it into a store, just visit tecovas.com. That's T-E-C-O-V-A-S.com. They offer free shipping on all boots, as well as free returns and exchanges, and ship right to your door. Go to tecovas.com and find your new favorite pair of boots today. Midway USA brand product designers have one straightforward goal, develop high quality, technically sound products and deliver them to customers at reasonable prices. 
If you are immersed in the shooting sports industry and pay close attention to every single detail, you know our products are built right and stand up to everyday use. Who has shooting mats and range bag systems to hunting clothing and just about everything for the outdoors? Log on and shop 24-7 with super fast shipping. MidwayUSA.com So my friend, I got Wyoming trivia Ooh. for you. Ooh. Three okay. questions. Okay. I didn't know you hadn't don't have much experience in Wyoming, so this might not go very well for you. But I'll risk it. I'll we'll risk find it. out. We'll find out. Uh, first question, what is the mascot of the University oh, of Wyoming. Wow. <laughs> no idea. And this is not a weird one. This is this is one that's like very appropriate. D- a deer? <laughs> <laughs> Mount, how about bobcat? Mountain lion? Bobcat? I can't, I can't yes. make fun of deer as a mascot. My, <laughs> my mascot was the anteater, so. <laughs> I know, that's yeah. true. That's our, um, that's our mascot. It is the cowboy. Cowboy? The cowboy. Cowboy. Oh, yes. cowboy. Okay, now I get it. Okay. I was going to say cow. That's like, that's like cowboy. Just, I was going to say cowboy? Yeah, say it right when I'm answering. Nice. Um, name, can you name two national parks in Wyoming? Two national parks in Wyoming. What about? Um, I think there's one of them is uh, I want to say the Te- the Tetons are over there, right? Yeah, Tetons. That's the harder of the two. That's the harder of the two. Uh, yep. Tetons, and I I don't know. I'm trying okay. to think of the other one. I don't know the other one. You yeah, you have to visit Wyoming and get to know a little bit. There's a little place, called, Oregon Trail. What's no. that? No, there, the Oregon Trail does go through there, but um. Yeah, there's a little place called uh, Yellowstone. Oh well, yeah, yeah Yellowstone. Yeah, right. yeah. of course, of course, that one. Yeah, I, don't uh, even think, I was thinking. <laughs> I wasn't even thinking about Yellowstone. I was okay. thinking something bigger, but that's probably the biggest one there. <laughs> it's one of the big ones out there. You know, it's funny too because I was like, "Man, I really want to go to Yellowstone." I was thinking, <laughs> <laughs> "I am out of the loop." All that's right. okay. Uh, I'm gonna throw you a softball for your third one because you are a nickname guy. Ooh. So what right. should the trail name of the guy who shoots himself in the face with bear spray be called? Oh, wow. Bear spray in the face trail yeah. name. Oh, gosh. I, I want to I call it the um, the pepper path. Like if you just you just peppered <laughs> yourself in the face, you're on fire. The pepper path. Pepper Don't path, take I the like pepper it. path. <laughs> it just feels okay. right. just feels right. All right. Um, I like it, my friend. I don't think you passed the trivia, but well done with Pepper Path. <laughs> <laughs> what hell is Yellowstone? What are you talking yeah. about? By the way, um, this kind of rolls into our tidbits here. So we've got one thing that didn't happen on the trip was nobody put a rock in my pack, thankfully. And um, Did Nolan give you any – he didn't give you any more details on that? Huh? Uh, that, that came up, but not with him. So I will say Camel Cud, mm. uh, who works – you know, he kind of he's done some detective work kind of stuff, sounds like, before. And um, he – he just you know he saw okay. the video we, we released the uncut footage of the discovery of the rock on patreon and he watched it and he thinks it's jared is yeah. his thought so yeah. i think it's i think it's jared too yep. 100% um jared. so you guys are in lockstep i i was gonna say you should i was gonna say yeah you should have uh you know delegated to the bnb crowd to like find out for you you know, oh, like you just kind of digging a little bit. Yeah, that's, that's, like, guys, guys, get to the bottom yeah, for me. Maybe I need some backup here. That's not a bad idea, yeah. actually. Okay. Oh. Just saying. Yeah. We'll see how long this goes until we'll have to do that the next time. But um, mm-hmm. another um, tip that I had was filter follow-up. We had talked, kind of raved about the, the Catadine Be Free and how awesome that was. And 
And yes. again, Camel Cud's like, yeah, it's awesome if you have you know clear water, but if you have any sort of murky water or silty water, it gets clogged. And uh, we actually, I ran into somebody who had that exact filter get clogged on this trip. And then Sam, I think Sam also, his filter got clogged on this trip and he had the same one. So really? it's kind of hard to unclog. You're supposed to swish, it, swish the water around in the bag, but if you don't have clean water, then it's, I don't know. Um, mine has not yet gotten clogged, so it's still working like a champ, mm. but just something to so be aware of. once there's clogged, what, what, were they just unusable then, or what did they do? Um, we had enough filters to go around where, yeah, we kind of just shared, but I think they can become unusable. So I don't know. It hasn't happened to me yet, so I don't know if there's a, you know, if you can kind of swish around at home and, like, fix it. But anyway, right. so that's why there's some bad right. reviews with that. But if you're doing relatively clear water, then I think you're safe enough. Right. Last one right. is, dude, you live in a state right now where fires abound, correct? Indeed. Yeah. Oh, yeah. We have fires going on here in Colorado, but nothing like California. And we have a listener. I'm sure there's multiple listeners out there that are, that are struggling with the fire. So prayers go out to you guys, um, specifically Nick. He lives in Prather, mm-hmm. and he has had to evacuate. So, yeah, like tough times. Knowlton, Knowlton's parents had to evacuate their house. And, yeah, so just prayers going out to you guys. That's all I got, my friend. That was intense, sweet, and gorgeous at the same time. I appreciated it. Uh, wishing I could be there. Um, I'll definitely try to be on the next, uh, you know, Patreon trip with the gang for sure. Um, nice job, by the way, on getting it done. So props to you, dude. Uh, yeah, thanks. And your yeah. conversation skills are improving, so I'm sure the trip wasn't too bad. I'm sure people got through it. <laughs> and you had Dalton there as backup, so, um, you know, he can talk anybody out. Right. Right. Um, all right. Well, guys, we'll see you uh, sometime in October for season four of the B&B. It is on. Yes. Like Donkey Kong. We will see you. And uh, remember, guys, if Carl's uh, filter gets clogged, you're going to be hating life. Find that Nalgene bottle. Keep it. We'll see you next time. I want to fly. So, yeah, I was, uh, you know, thinking about this whole Wyoming thing and blah, blah, blah. And I was, I was like, I was going to email everybody on the trip except Carl and just be like, look, maybe you guys should all bring a footprint and just create a ginormous, like, you know, house out of it. Knowlton could create like a roof system. You guys could all, and then he'll see the use of the footprint. And maybe you could dangle from the ceiling of that footprint roof just a bunch of just a ton of uh uh what are they called buffs just a ton of buffs all over the place and then carl's either gonna lose his marbles and you're gonna get a great show or he's gonna you know switch over to your side so it's a win-win think about it Join me, Chef Jean-Paul Bourgeois, and the whole crew here at Duck Camp Dinners every Monday at 8 p.m. Eastern on Waypoint TV. I'm Will Cooper, host of HuntStand's Make Your Mark podcast. If you haven't already, download the free Waypoint TV app to listen to our podcast and watch the original films from HuntStand Presents anywhere, anytime, and on any device.